0: Welcome to another edition of the podcast now Um, Tonight we have a really cool guest One of my favorite people out there Her her name is Alicia Emery She's my niece I'm going to let her explain a little bit about who she is But before I do, I want to say that I know she's a soccer player And that hits pretty close to home for me Because soccer is a big deal in our family But I want to say that for somebody who I've never seen play, I've heard more about the style of her play from past coaches, um, her father-in-law, and they all include stepping on people, and uh, so before she became an all-American mom, she was a fireball soccer player, which uh, I think is what led me to want to get her in here, just so, because I know she has a lot of passion, but Alicia, go ahead and explain um, kind of your background and and kind of what life was like up until March whatever tenth it was so <laughs> well
1: as you mentioned my name's alicia I'm a mom to three boys and I'm currently pregnant with my fourth boy um life was so wonderful before <laughs> <myself. It> was <laughs> um you know just fancy free I don't know they're you didn't have a care in the world, really, besides normal cares. Now your only care is—is is my five-year-old's mask clean for school tomorrow? Is do I have a mask in my car? But you know, before COVID, you could take your kid. You could go to the gym anytime you wanted because they had daycare at the gym. So that's right. That's, <laughs> that's very probably true. been the uh, the biggest impact that I've noticed. But you know, you could I miss the days where my grandparents weren't worried about hugging my kids or me and 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 even my own parents you know they're not they're not in the what would be a risk category but they still were nervous and now my side of the family has had COVID and kind of gotten away gotten out of that concern of you know spreading it because we've all had it so But yeah, it was just a little bit more carefree. Things were a little bit easier. I feel like I had a lot less anxiety than I do now.
0: (laughs) So, you are a mother of four? Three and a half. (laughs) Three. Another boy on the way. Um, You've got a husband. You uh, ran a flower Mm -hmm. gig, I was a
1: florist. Just out of my home. For- and
0: how did that get impacted?
1: Well, initially, when it first hit, all the weddings that I had had scheduled up until probably July. some One way or another, you know, like three or four of them were canceled. A lot of them were like, we're just going to keep pushing it back until we know for sure what's going to go on. But for the most part, they were just canceled. And because I was just a home run flower shop just on the side. I didn't have them sign papers that said if you can in the event that you cancel, you can only refund 50%. Right. Right. So it ended up taking money out of my pocket which ultimately grand scheme of things I'm not the breadwinner, so mm-hmm. it didn't really matter, but you know, for everybody, I luckily I was refundable. There was plenty of other wedding places, wedding vendors that are not yeah. I can't imagine the amount of money that moms and dads Yeah,
0: got. you really got hammered because um, I was thinking the school dances all fell apart, weddings yeah. fell apart, and you ran the flowers. And that is a business that couldn't have faked it, I guess. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. There's not, especially because I did it from home, <clears throat> I didn't do like the day-to-day flowers where like, hey, can you send I just want to send some flowers to my mom. I didn't keep flowers in stock, I just did events. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, after March twenty twenty, there were no such thing as events. And so right. it yeah, it that industry for sure
0: got new. So um how about this? If you went back to I can't remember what the really the first day say let's say it was March 10th. Um <clears throat> If we went back to that day before all this happened, what would be the biggest thing that, you've no- that you would notice going backwards? Like, there was more peace. There was more, uh, what, what do you think? You get what I'm saying? It's yeah. kind of saying it backwards. But yeah. if you were to go backwards before it all hit, what, if I walked into the Emory home, what would I notice the most being, as of that's not there now? would it be that there's less money would it be that Davis is running around with his head cut off because he's a, 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 or he's not running around is it that the kids would be gone to school what what would it be
1: I think school but also like activities you know yeah. there my husband Davis coaches high school basketball and I think right before I think high school got to finish their season but no one else really did right, right? but even like my kids their activities were canceled. Right, right. And for me and Davis, as you mentioned, I played soccer my whole growing up life and I still try and pretend to play now, but all those things were taken and for some people that's not a big deal, right. but for high school kids, for junior high kids, elementary kids, that's a big deal. Yeah. That that I mean sports shaped my life and when they took it away, I mean, how many kids did that impact? My child is only six and four. Right. So for them, it was more like, oh, like they were sad. Right. right, They still had toys and whatever else. But it was, I mean, even for Davis, for my father-in-law, like people that yeah. use it as a way to make money and a living, they took a hit, too. Right. Because, you know, I have a friend whose husband works for the U, and he hasn't been back the whole time. And just now they're still not you know, making money because they can't have fans. And it's like the domino effect has been so crazy. But I think activities were a big thing. And just, you know, sports brings a lot of things, but also watching sports for us was fun. And it was a fun activity to do as a family. And that's gone, you know.
0: That's true. That, uh, it does seem like another lifetime ago. Back before COVID, I, uh, I miss it a ton, and to be honest, when it first kicked off, I thought, "Well, this is going to last a couple months," you know. Mm-hmm. Our our leader Donald Trump gave us our, our first uh, <laughs> Easter hopeful kind of ending date, but man, what are we months and months and months and months past that? Yeah, and I read, with
1: I read something that said we're on day. This was a few days ago, but it was like day 267 Oh my of word! Fifteen days to slow the spread. <laughs> <laughs> so. While
0: while you while we're on that, that's an interesting (laughs) subject. What what do you think out of all the changes that they've made us do, what are the ones that now you mentioned that your whole family had COVID.
1: Yeah, I I'm what my family likes to call a super spreader. I could be considered a super spreader. (laughs) Really? I yeah, like the beginning of October, second week of October, I thought what I had was a sinus infection. You know, I only had sinus pressure, no fever, never lost my taste and smell, maybe mild body aches, but I'm also pregnant, so a lot of what I had, I was attributing to, I'm in the early stages of pregnancy. Well, it turned out I I had COVID and I gave it to my husband and my mom and dad. And my mom, in turn, gave it to my grandma, her mom, that's 85. And my sister got it, and all of her kids, my three kids, my friends. It just went like wildfire. And, you know, there was a lot of... We were all fine until my grandma got it, and then it was kind of like, oh, no. We all kind of panicked. But she actually, 85 years old and on hospice, handled it better (laughs) than any of us.
0: I'm so sorry I'm laughing, but I... 85 and on hospice and had it and beat it
1: Yeah and we were kind of going through cuz we we asked her but she she suffers from dementia so she can't really tell us I mean she has body aches and fatigue every day and so she's always tired yeah, her body yeah. always hurts but we tried to think of like maybe some different things that we might have noticed and she was maybe a little more confused mm. a few of the days Yeah but really you know, you
0: time. just named more people than I know. Comp- like that is more. I only know like three or four people that have gotten it. Now you just named about ten. That 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 is amazing. But and you know, too. like good. So you're a uh, soccer player, mom, wife, and a super spreader.
1: And a super uh, spreader. That's pretty I cool. That. I know, and I try and be like apprehensive about saying that because I know not every everybody's like how. You know, everyone has a different opinion about COVID and how it spread. But I, you know, I had people that were upset that I spread it. And it's like, just so you know, <laughs> I didn't know I had it, you know. <laughs> and even the health department, when I talked to them, they're like, I said, I, f- I feel bad because I infected so many different people. And they said, well, that's very common. That, you know, yeah. people don't know they have it because... When have we ever run off and got tested for COVID with a headache? Or sinus pressure? Right. You know, and I've been so adamant about not getting tested unless I'm, you know, I show all the signs. Right. But the only reason we got tested was because we had a family party coming up. And Davis, he's much more responsible than me. (laughs) (laughs) Because by this time, I felt better. So Davis was like, I think I need to go get tested just in case for your grandparents. And I said, oh, yeah, that's probably a good idea. And then
0: he was positive, and and then the party fell through. Or oh, did you end up doing it anyways? Well, they just had to a party,
1: my family, oh, my they rest did. of my family, but we we were uninvited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's really weird. A family party got uninvited to. That sounds like something I would love in in our family. I'm gonna get in so much trouble for just saying that one. I love this family. Um. Anyway, so out of all the changes that happened, what are the ones that you find to be the most? kind of pathetic. I mean that that you know, I'm gonna say just so, so that you can think about it for a second, but I'm gonna say these restaurants that you can walk into and have your mask on, but then sit down within three feet of where you ordered your food and you can take it off. Because you don't pass COVID when you're eating, only when you're ordering or something. I don't know what it is, but it is gotten That's one of them that I just think is absolutely embarrassing. Like, I think we're better than that. I think we're smarter than that. I think we're... But anyway, I want to hear one.
1: Definitely those, the restaurant things. But even further with the restaurant thing, that I can go... So with the governor's last mandate that is... He has since changed this part of it. But I can go to dinner with 10 of my friends to a restaurant. (laughs) But I can't have 10 of my friends in my home to have a whatever, a get-together, a get-together. That
0: is interesting. I never even thought of that.
1: Or you can go to a restaurant or, or a bar with for, whoever you want, but kids in high school still can't go to school
0: right. every day.
1: Right, yes. You know, without restrictions. Or or even my own kids can only go four days or they have to wear their masks or whatever. But it's, it's all, that's what, what I think. What do you
0: say to the person, me? Alicia, that I know that, kind of would throw this back at you do you not is it the one person that they save not worth it is uh that one person just not worth you putting that mask on or what what would you say to that I, i you know the thing that i think is that it's a hard thing for i think most of us to say but we all are okay with A certain number of deaths when it comes to certain things and that may be sad to say but every time we send boys off to war every time we you know i bet we could tweak the speed limit 10 miles an hour and it would save uh, i don't know thousands of lives probably but none of us would vote for it um we don't want the speed limit to go down a million a million people a year die in a car and we're not nobody's voting to get rid of cars but when you say that about covid this might save one person for some reason it packs a different punch. I don't know. So, what would you say to the people who are kind of given the the uh, guilt trips to, well, isn't it worth just saving that one? You know.
1: Well, yeah. Like I agree with what you said that we're so willing to give. And I thought about this a lot. We're willing to give the choice to each individual as to their life, their safety, yes. what we eat. You know, what we, our activity level where we drive, like you said, all that stuff. But then suddenly this one virus has made us think, if you don't wear your mask, you're okay killing all these people. And when I was gathering kind of like some experiences from friends, yeah, one of them said they were walking out of the school and a, a boy took his mask off and the other boy said, do you want to get blamed for killing someone's grandpa? Wow! And she immediately was like, That's what we're doing. We're making them think that because they don't have something on their face, which the jury's still out on if those are that super effective, but that you're all of a sudden a murderer. Yes. And all of a sudden just this virus becomes the problem when, like for an example that hits home to me with Zika virus. Mm -hmm. We knew who it affected. Right. So that group of people had travel restrictions, pregnant people. Men who could be getting their wives pregnant. Those people couldn't travel mm-hmm. to tropical locations right. because that was putting their baby in danger. Right. So my question is just, if, if someone's at risk, why does everyone else assume their risk or assume their precautions?
0: That's a really good point. That like,
1: there's so many other things we do. Or, you know, if you have something that puts you at risk for,
0: I don't know. Like what? heart disease, We're overeating, yeah. or whatever it is. Uh, they're, they're not putting restriction on how many calories you can eat. No. Or you can go down to a 7-Eleven and buy as much alcohol as you want.
1: Right. And and really, no one's stopping you from getting in a car yeah. to drive after you've drank. Right. But, I mean, later they do.
0: Yeah. But, you, yeah. like,
1: you know, there's so many things. I mean, a perfect example is I go to the gym. My kids, I have to always find daycare for my kids because now the kid care is not open. But the silver sneakers class, which is yeah. for people over 65, is right after. And they're all there. They don't miss a beat.
0: <laughs> I've noticed the older generation has kind of said, screw this. Right. They, they have really, like, said, we've lived through wars. We've lived through, and we're, we're going to not sit home. And you see, until the mandate, you know, you see those guys, those old timers walking around in the Home Depot. They don't wear masks. Yeah.
1: My own grandpa, <laughs> he still... His wife was confident that he had it this last week and she's been so careful like because she hits a lot of the risk factors and he's been working from the get-go and they're in their 70s and he's like, no one's going to tell me that I can't do something, you know, based on his age. Yeah. And it's true. It's like, okay, can we all not just sign a paper wherever we go that says, if I get COVID... I'm not gonna come
0: blame you. I'm uh, not how many blame if, you. if if that was the scoop, how do how many Viewmont Viking fans and parents to athletes would sign it? I don't know. I, I don't would say that if, I would I would say the majority would. I think if so. you're gonna have your kid miss homecoming and prom and the basketball season, the football season, I think most parents... and then when you look at the odds of, of how damaging it is to kids. Now the other thing is the teachers, but the what, what these teachers are dealing with right now they're all wanting to quit
1: yeah it's not better and that's the famous words the solution can't be worse than the than problem the, right. right like I know several teachers I know their job is a lot harder this year than it's ever been yeah. and their results are worse mm-hmm. you know more kids aren't engaging more kids aren't even doing the work and they're failing and you can't blame teachers that's no. the board of education no. that hasn't won't just man
0: up and say... You're totally... What we Tell me this. And is If you were to look into a crystal ball and to guess, if you could look into a crystal ball in 2040, 20 years from now, when the crew that is sitting home learning all their stuff online is running this nation, what do you think... What do you think is the difference is going to be? I mean, if this goes on for a while and the majority of these kids, I mean... What do you think they're gonna lack? What do you think that they're missing out on right now? That, that I think that they call it the like the alternative curriculum. What kids learn not so much in the schools, like the classroom setting, but interacting with other people. And like you said, sports kind of formed who you are. And without that, what do you think? Twenty years down the road, we're gonna go. This is a direct result from. Lack of leadership? What do you think it could be? Yeah, Um,
1: I think they'll have a hard time making their own choices. I
0: mean,
1: you listen to kids right now, and they're like, can we hang out? Can we not hang out? Is this safe? There's no Nobody's making their own decisions. Everyone's waiting for them to to be told what to do. Mm -hmm. And a lot of growing up is making decisions and then learning from them if they were right or wrong. (laughs) That's a great point. kind of sink or swim, baptism by fire, and I just don't think that this next generation will get that because they're literally being put into a ball of I don't know bubble wrap
0: yeah
1: like we're so afraid of germs but we're not afraid of how many times have doctors come out and said how bad screen time is for kids right you know and and in excess amounts and that's all our kids are doing now
0: like now they
1: log into a computer or their phone they're all online and when do they go outside because I've, just from my experience with 16 year olds that I have, they're online all day. Yeah. And so then when did they get to do other stuff? Cause like at school, when I was in high school, which was 10 years ago, but <laughs> I remember between class was fun. Lunch was For sure. fun. You know, being a TA was fun because in all those instances, there was a social aspect or something you were learning, but I don't think they're getting that anymore.
0: No, that's a great point. You know, the the parts about school that have probably impacted you the most or that you've drawn from late, like, to be honest, I mean, I have a master's degree in, uh, but I think I use what I learned in woodshop the most. And, you know, I think what I learned as far as how to interact with other people, I mean, I draw on that more now than I did, than I do for math, that's for sure. Right. Or And I, sorry, Jeff, I love math. <laughs> I, uh, I'm glad the person who sat next to me knew what they were doing. Um, so, put your conspiracy theory hat on. What do you think? Is there any of them going on? Do you think that oh, yeah. this is? A, do you think that this is a uh, was a presidential kind of a thing? Maybe. Uh, I
1: think I don't even know if it was a presidential thing as much as it was just a power thing. I think they.
0: I want to see how much it's I want to I'm, a I'm, I'm excited it's my all favorite all I
1: know is my husband when he hears this will say I'm just glad it was someone else that talked to you talked to you about it he is I'm excited is not a conspiracy
0: I, I am a big one so and I,
1: you know I don't necessarily think I, I don't like to get the, too deep into them but at the same time it's all a little too convenient for me I do agree that they were trying to, they're trying to see how far they can push us and it's Amazing to me how many people just let them tell you you cannot get together for Thanksgiving I was like I they they can't as a gov a government can't tell you what you can do with your right, family right not in America mm-hmm. you know like they don't get to do that but people were like well, they do it's a mandate you know and I so I'm over here trying to find people that I know that would probably know if it's a law who's, who's enforcing it yeah and they're like the health department is, and so I'm like, well, then that's not a law.
0: So if you went back a year and somebody told you you're going to be required to wear a mask, they're going to dictate how many people you can have in your house, would it have blown you away? Like
1: yeah, and I would have reacted how I did, <laughs> and that was my husband saying, just put it on. It's not that big of a deal, you know. Like just put the mask on, and it's like I. I put my foot down for so long, not because it is not a big deal. You're right. Like, it doesn't change my life to wear a mask, but it's what message I was sending to my kids, which is, I'm doing something that I don't agree with just because I'm being told I have to. Right. And now I am being forced to do it, right? I can't go to the gym without putting a mask on. I can't go to the store. I can't go to watch my kids play sports without wearing one. So, some things are more important, but at the same time, I think... The fact that they keep announcing all these new tests that suddenly can tell you if it's COVID or influenza or RSV—that's convenient. Yeah. you didn't have those yes. tests three months ago. That's before very the true, isn't it? <laughs> and the
0: overall flu numbers just disappeared, didn't they this year? Yeah, they went
1: down ninety-eight percent. Oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, you know, with like my own family's experience, a lot of them ended with nausea and like dizziness and body aches. And they had a doctor at the ER say, We think this is influenza. Most you know? likely so the it's flu. Like, I don't know. It's so yes, my conspiracies are there, definitely. this was being used to kind of test power and Yeah. And Yeah,
0: I've heard some I've heard some that go way off the deep end, like uh, they're trying to keep us six feet apart so that they can see us better on the on their whatever they're watching us with I don't know I yeah. mean they're uh, oh, they're they're, te- they're AI, testing yes they're testing that out to see if they can tell who you are with or or they're even testing it out to see who the compliant ones are going to be and you're so far getting an F
1: yeah I'm bad I'm not compliant and you know sometimes I wish I was more compliant I feel like maybe I would have less anxiety and less stress and overall than I have been feeling for the last 11 months 10 months how long have we been you know, but at the same time, if everyone was complying, right? No, we would just be pushed around. I mean, we are being pushed around. Mm-hmm. Like, I there's so many things that I'm just like, no, that's not that's not right. That's more destructive. But it's like, I told Davis, I'm like, I'm so small, my voice, you know, like my little voice won't do anything. But then,
0: but if all of the people like you that are born as little fireballs backed into your corner that's what when you said that at the first that not in America that doesn't happen in America well the reason that doesn't is because of people like you you know that stood up for what was right and were willing to to uh, fight for it right
1: well and you know there's just I have so many issues with like the fact that if you don't wear a mask you're a murderer yes that's just such a blanket statement because it's like you know, with, I don't know, like, you don't know what a mask does to somebody with anxiety or
0: claustrophobia
1: or you don't know why someone doesn't have a mask on or why someone does. Like, I...
0: That is such a good point. Do you have a, do you have an example of that?
1: Well, I mean, someone like me might just hate it.
0: (laughs) Well, the truth is, is I have a disease called polycythemia where I make too many red blood cells because of a lack of oxygen. And, and uh, that's why I were a uh, CPAP at night and. But every month I have to go in and get a bunch of blood taken out because it gets too thick. And a mask does nothing. So, like, if I work out a ton or I go high in the mountains and hunt, I have to get more taken out because it gets so thick. And so to sit there and breathe and struggle to breathe over and over, for someone like me, it does matter. And I'm going to tell you one more story. And this is disgusting because (laughs) I was in Mesquite over the weekend. And I went into the bathroom and somebody had just... Eating rotten seafood or something, and just disgustingly <laughs> ruined that room. So I walked in there. I was in there for like one minute. That ma- my mask got that smell in it, and I'm not going to lie, Alicia, I could smell it like an hour later. And so you, you tell me what happened there. Something got in my mask that there. that had to be poo, <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> if it <People> keeps matter <laughs> on <laughs> my mask, and then. I had to throw the mask away. So let's say it wasn't all in my head that I was smelling this nasty smell an hour later. Something got in my mask and I continued to breathe it, unlike what would have happened had I not had one on. So I don't know that people can't tell me that crap can get in these masks. Apart from you guys, the most strict people that I know who have been wearing masks have ended up getting it first. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to... Make fun of people like you, my buddy Matt, but uh, <laughs> or Josh, but they're the most strict by far, and and Kathy's the biggest. My wife, she's the, she thinks that we're all getting it because of the mask, because it's because you get that crap in your mask and then you sit and breathe it all day. But I who knows. So anyways, that was the beginning
1: of the mask thing. Sorry to cut you off. In the beginning of the mask thing, they said that it was creating more exposure because of how many times we touched our masks and messed with it. That's true. It's very true. And now they're saying that, like, my pediatrician, when I called about my kids getting it, and I said, do I need to watch for anything? And he was like, no, you probably won't even notice that they have it. They might get a fever. But he said, however, what I have been seeing is that kids are coming in with strep on their face. There is a strep virus getting caught in their mask because they all lick it. Cause they're yeah. in elementary school and that's just what kids do in elementary. I don't know, but he's getting, he's finding, he's treating a lot of strep on little kids faces. Oh
0: my gosh. And
1: so he was just stressing, like, I know they have to wear them. He's very, he has his own opinions about COVID, but he's very, I love him cause he's very informative yeah. about actual facts. Like when the shutdown happened, we had an appointment that they had, to, we had to do over the phone or something. And, he said, please make sure your kids are outside. Let them play in the dirt. Let them be on the grass without shoes on. They, He said, this is going to be so detrimental to their health because we aren't letting them get germs. And yeah. he said, germs are good. Some yeah. germs are very good. Oh,
0: yeah, you build up immunities with it.
1: But totally, the, I do have an example of someone who sh- can't wear a mask. Or for a medical reason, my really good friend has asthma, her and her son. And they were at... I think Walmart she said And her son Kept pulling his mask down And he was like I can't I am having a hard time breathing And she was like I don't I don't understand why And then He took it off he, She's like Well go sit in the car And he took his mask off She's like It's because the air was bad He has asthma And then now he has this Piece of paper In front of his face And he can't get like A deep breath In or out Of any good air But so She has always said Masks
0: Well yeah. Antagonize her asthma and then the anxiety that that creates. Going, right. have you um, sensed any difference in your own, you know, mental health or anything like anxiety that's gone up over the last? Oh
1: yeah, when I was pregnant with my last baby, so two years ago, three years ago, I got really bad anxiety while I was pregnant, and I went on medication. And after I got off, or after I was done being pregnant, about six months later, I went off the medicine. And I've been off of it until recently. I've been thinking, well, maybe I need to go on back on it. And what's so funny is for a lot of people, it's the anxiety of catching COVID or my family members catching COVID. And for me, it's that I don't like change and Mm. everything around me is changing. I feel like I have no control over anything. And at any moment, the rug can be pulled out from under me. And so I presented that to my OB, mostly about COVID, you know, because she... She just was asking, are you still gathering with your friends? Do you wear masks? And my answer was, yes, I am, and no, we don't. And that made her mad, as a healthcare professional, that I was being complacent, and I'm pregnant, I'm higher risk. Well, I said, I'm more concerned about my anxiety Mm -hmm. and my depression history Mm -hmm. than I am about catching something that could just present itself as a cold. And that was concerning to me because... She knows my history with anxiety and depression, and she was more concerned about what I was doing to not get COVID. And quite frankly, the shots that I had to take for two weeks were worse than my cold from COVID. Really? You know? But my anxiety is lasting. Yeah, that's And her response was, well, we can put you on medicine for that, but we can't fix COVID. And it's like, you know, it's just...
0: So let's get this whole generation of of women um, stuck on Xanax.
1: Yeah, and that's the case for so many of my friends. You know, we all when we get together, we all talk about, my anxiety is so high. Or, you know, I have little interest of doing things that I used to love doing because everything for a mom has been changed. You know, I was trying to explain this to Davis. I'm like, I'm totally... I understand that COVID has ruined a lot for a lot of people. And I said, but for a mom that you know now has luckily our kids are in school now but my older sister she has no child care her kids are out of school so she's homeschooling full-time and her husband works constantly because he's in real estate development so he's he only makes money if he's building houses oh, right yeah. so she just feels like she is totally on an island with her kids with no help and I luckily I I have friends and I have family close that can help me with my kids but for someone like her it's it's been really really hard and
0: that is one of the questions I wanted to ask you was you're you are lucky because you've got um your mom down the street next door yeah oh yeah really close <laughs> you've got a super tight family what advice would you give to some of these moms that are at home, or with do you know? They went from being stay-at-home moms to teachers to full-time caretakers of their. I mean, do you have any advice that you give? Like your, you and your friends are doing something to uh, keep you all from avoiding a little bit of the anxiety. But what advice would you give?
1: I would say, you know, reach out on any platform and find people that are similar to you or maybe just around you that you can say let's play bunko once a month you know that's Mm -hmm. what me and my friends do ultimately it gave us all COVID but we're all good now
0: (laughs) it's true who cares
1: we're all through it and you know it but like I without that that out once in a while I love my kids I love being a mom I love my husband I love that I get to be home. But any human being needs That's interaction true. from human beings that are going through the same thing they are. And so like with my sister, I always am like, you need to find friends. You know, she's yeah. she's very, she's an introvert, I would yeah. say. Yeah. She's she's okay being alone. But at the same time, it's like, but can you imagine if you had someone to talk to? Yeah. or Or someone you know, you guys could trade kids so you could go to the gym a little easier or... Because that was the other thing is like, the gym for me is medicine. Yeah,
0: for sure. It it's, is.
1: it's a big, and my friends are there. So when that closed, I was like, oh my gosh, my life's ending. Yeah. <laughs> and not because I'm the fittest person in the world, but because the endorphins were so yeah, important sure. to me and not having them was pretty killer. But that's what I would say is just find some sort of community with anybody that you can talk to and and have some sort of a break because even though we are moms we know we signed up for all of those things at one point it's a lot to have you know eight hours of school or not eight seven hours of school (laughs) but then have a two-year-old that also needs care and a four-year-old that you know it's like it was the balancing was really hard and also something I'm not good at is prioritizing time but I you know I all the questions were on the table at the beginning of the year of, do you just homeschool your kids? Like, so they don't have to be susceptible to whatever the mask wearing is doing to them at school. Or, you know, I've, my kids, teachers, I've been really lucky. They've been really great, but I know that that's not the case for everyone. Not everyone Mm -hmm. has the ability to stay home and homeschool their kids. And so then what, you know,
0: I couldn't agree. you know what you said? The, uh, What we're trying to do, I don't think it's worth what we're going to get out of it, and I think we're going to pay a huge price for it. Um, You know, the thing that scares me the most was, back in March, April, May, June, I think we were all disgusted about it, kind of feisty about it, and I can almost sense that we're all kind of, you you can't be fired up all the time. And, yeah. and have it last for so long and then to kind of just settle in and become and forget what life used to be like and right. forget what it was we were fighting for yeah. and to sit back and just to kind of okay, what's the next rule? When you said we're teaching our kids not to think we're teaching them to check the news and say what are we supposed to do today? Oh, we're supposed to turn in our guns. Oh, we're supposed to and it is not what this country is based on and I think tell me this if you had, if you could bend the ear of a politician, let's say a, a big shot, shot caller kind of a politician, what do you think you would say to them? And no, I don't want to hear what you'd say to Biden's <laughs> ear right now because I know for or Kamala Harris. But any shot caller out there, what would you uh, what would you say to him?
1: I just would say, you know. Why can't we make our own choices? Why can't it? Why can't it be an individual thing? I think that's been my biggest problem. There's gray area in all of their mandates, and and things that make sense and things that don't. But my biggest concern and my biggest kind of red flag is that it's a blanket mandate. Yeah. But, like, what killed me is that they came out and said the teams that are in. The final, the championship can play, but they can't be tryouts for these teams. Right. Why? Right. Because we're naive to think those kids weren't together anyway. Right. Outside of their extracurriculars. So mine was just the blanket mandates. When it should have, from the beginning, in my opinion, it should have been turned to if you are high risk or you have a family member that is high risk and you would like to protect them, these are the measures you can take to protect them. But the rest of us that aren't afraid or. You know, have a different understanding of mandates. I don't know. It's like, why couldn't we decide? Right. Why couldn't I sign a paper that said, I'll go to a Utah football game if I get COVID. I'm yeah. not coming
0: after right. the right And everybody year. there did the same thing. So if they got it from the super spreaders, then it's right. their deal. It's like every time you strap a snowboard onto your feet, there is no doubt that you're taking a risk. Every time you jump on a snowmobile or jump in a car or do what I mean... There's more kids that used to die on the way to school than um, are dying from COVID. Uh, yeah, that's a really good point. That right. Like,
1: it's, to me, it should just be a personal thing because then it is, it's It's that accountability word that we don't like anymore. That as a mom, if my child gets something because I, I put them out there and expose them, I'm accountable for that. Not the people that gave it to them. Right. Me. Good point. And so, yeah, sometimes accountability sucks, and that's just the way it is, but, you know, I couldn't tell you how many people were like, well, where did you get COVID? I was like, I don't know. Yeah,
0: how would you know? And I
1: don't care, because no, I wasn't being careful, and I knew that me not being careful, there was a chance that I was going to get it and have a really bad reaction to it, and I didn't. And you didn't. And... I just think... i That's what I just think is so strange is that for however long we've all been given this opportunity to make our own personal choices and encouraged to do so, and now suddenly someone's making the choices for us and for our kids, and I think that's what bothers me the most is it's just... It's like... It, I don't know. Like, my grandpa's an example for me. Like, he's at risk, but he wants to work. Yeah, You know, he's he's older he's been through so many things he's lost a child he knows he knows despair he knows sadness but he's like this is nothing it's just a cold you know I don't know I just think we well the media and everything around it has scared people because when we people heard that my grandma had it they were like I'm so sorry and I'm like oh she's fine <laughs> do you want to talk to her I do. <laughs> you know they just think immediately it's a death sentence yeah she's for if you if you are overweight, it's a death sentence. If yeah. you have, you know, an autoimmune disease, it's a death sentence. But it's it's really not for most yeah. people. It's just a bad sickness, and so I just think the blanket mandates. And that's what I would ask him is like, can it? Will it ever be turned over to? If you're afraid, mm-hmm. wear a mask. Mm-hmm. If you're not, don't. But I don't think it will. I think. I I know it sounds like a you're going down a conspiracy snowball but it's like why are we all so willing to just let them tell us we can't be with our family for Thanksgiving or that our kids can't play sports all of a sudden I mean this is America yes other countries aren't even having these problems
0: yes and if like you said if you're at risk stay home
1: right or, or have someone you are trying to protect
0: stay right home. right that but, is a uh, that is a, you know, you represent probably one of the biggest populations out there, the ones that you know, need to be heard the most, and I don't think are, the moms. Moms with kids that are really running the show right now that aren't being listened to. You said you had some buddies that you've talked to. Did you uh, get to say all of?
1: Yeah, just, you know, I mean, it's a pretty general consensus. There are a few people that I know that are trying to protect people that are high risk and I 100% respect that that's I understand that it's scary and I I was scared for my own grandparents but that doesn't mean I'm not scared for them to get other things yeah. you know other things still exist and like this mass vaccine is a great example to me like shingles they only give it to people that are over a certain age because that's who's at risk yeah. and even though some young people get it they don't get the vaccine you yeah. know and it's like I'm worried about my grandma dying from a heart attack. I'm worried about my mom and dad dying from a heart attack. My kids could get cancer. It's like there's so many things that I'm more afraid of than COVID. And I, ha- I feel like that's the kind of the consensus with my friends. They all kind of have an array of age or like a, a big range of age groups in our children. And it's interesting to see the struggles with each age group. Like my two-year-old... I don't know if I will ever get to go anywhere again because he cries and cries and cries if I leave. And even at home, if Mm -hmm. I'm in a different room, he has to like check and make sure I'm there. And I know that that's from being stuck with me for the last, you know, he has not been away from me for eight months. And at a really formative age where other people, it's kind of like you make or break it, right? It's like the stranger danger that never went away because at 18 months old, he was taught to not go to anybody and then pair that with the fact that everyone has this creepy mask on and he can't see if someone's smiling at him or being creepy. it's a,
0: that is a great isn't it amazing how much you miss when you can't see people's when you're only seeing yes. their eyes like especially with all this botox i mean people could be laughing their butts <laughs> off and you don't know because their eyes don't move <laughs>
1: it's just the same as it would be in any yes like, that is
0: so true you don't these kids are just looking at everybody and i mean a guy like me who's you know, it doesn't have a very kind of face already, but it, it, hiding my dimples takes away everything. <laughs> yeah, but
1: like, just hiding a smile. Like, is that so for true? For anybody, I mean, if you look around at the store and really look at people, we all look miserable because you yeah. can't see if we're smiling. That's and a good point. That was one of my favorite, I mean, I guess, like, I, would, I smile a lot, I guess, and people would say that's such a great smile you know and yeah. smiles can make or break someone's day how, how long right. did we grow up saying a smile could change someone's whole day like just saying hi but kindness is gone like people aren't nice anymore yeah. even and if they
0: are you can't see it
1: even to kids yeah. I mean I was at the eye doctor with my two year old and he doesn't wear a mask so he's walking around saying hi to everybody and this older lady pulled her mask down and was like hi buddy you know talking to him and her husband turned to her and said, Put your mask
0: back oh, on. Man. You know?
1: And she just wanted to interact with the baby, but it's like what those are the things we don't want to forget that we used to do this. Yeah. I mean my grandma said the same thing. She's like, I love talking helping moms in front of me in the grocery store line by entertaining their kids and she's like, I can't do it anymore because yeah. everyone's got a mask on and I don't know. So my my concerns are more emotionally and mentally what I'm my kids are
0: seeing and being. Well, you take your grandma too. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know her, but I would imagine that how many people at that age are dying all by themselves? Nobody can go in and see him Nobody can go into the hospitals. No, I almost wonder if they had the option of you know dying even a little earlier but being able my dad's had two heart attacks since this has happened and my mom's just had to drop him off at the er and hope that somebody's going to call and and i can only imagine that you know that raises the anxiety so i told you i go get blood taken out and i'm in there with uh, all these cancer patients that are getting um all these different kind of medicines pumped into them and these older ladies are just crying because they can't go in there with somebody else and uh i uh I don't know how they're doing it. I think what you said, you said it really well, and I, for some reason, can't... What did you say? The whatever's don't aren't... The solutions aren't... The
1: solution can't be worse than the than problem.
0: Than the problem, yeah. it's a,
1: Well, and that's... I mean, like, so in April, my great-aunt, her and my grandma lived together in assisted living, and when this all happened, they locked down the assisted living, and we could only see them through a window. And my aunt ended up dying and luckily my mom got to go which was good but they pulled my grandma out right after because she was dying she was alone no one the nurses couldn't they went in there but like here's your medicine you know like no one was in there being a friend or you know humanity's gone
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and in hospital settings So my mom and her sisters made the decision to pull her out because they were like, she's in end of life anyway. Yeah. We need to take her out so we can be with her in the end of life. I mean, they were FaceTiming their other siblings because only two of them could be in there at a time. Wow. And she's dying. And that's, I mean, I've heard that so many times with my friend's nephew got hit by a car in a few, like right after that windstorm.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: And his parents, so this kid is... Two years old, in a bad state. At Primary Children's, one parent could be with him at a time. So, already you're just in this... I mean, I don't even want to imagine what you're, what state you're in. But to not have your spouse, the person who you've leaned on forever, with you there. And the only time you get to see each other is in passing to go be with him again. And it's just... I That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. That's like... You know, he could die and... They can't be to get... It's be, just so be, traumatic. Both of them be with them. Right. And, you know, you're hearing about moms getting babies taken from them in the hospital when they're born because the mom is positive and the baby's not. And they don't see them for 10 days. And it's like, how many times have we been told that the first day? of the Those developmental baby,
0: stages, yeah. Yes.
1: And mm-hmm. it's like, those are all out the window because this could potentially harm your baby. But then...
0: You know that it's harming your baby. What you're To not be
1: with you, like yeah, think of that baby that's just thinking. Where did my mom go?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who needs to hear that sound of her voice that she's been hearing? Yeah. that the baby's been hearing for nine months. She can only months. hear yeah. at this age. Yeah,
1: and now she can't hear her mom's heartbeat or her mom's voice or anything. And so it's just that's what's maybe causing me the most anxiety. Is yeah. like nobody, like we're listening to only some science now mm-hmm. and it's only the science that's convenient at the time. Right. And I think that's what's been the most frustrating. And
0: I think when are we are going to look back on these days and be disappointed? I think yeah. that future generations are going to be disappointed but I think we're going to be embarrassed. I think uh, that's just my opinion on it but I think uh, we're making a lot of bad choices to uh, fix a small amount of Of a problem, but um, you know, I hope you don't lose your fire because you know, I think that gets contagious too. When people are willing to stand up for what they feel is right, then you know, I'm more worried about my guns that are behind that door right there. I I don't ever ever want that to happen. (laughs) I gotta keep them hidden. I gotta, but do you, um, Alicia, do you have any more advice or any more? Anymore, I, I'm super glad you came on because, just like soccer player, the type of soccer player you were is the type of mom and the type of fireball that you are. And my wife was super excited when she found out you were coming because, I think she has some of the same feelings. But all she would do is get on hearing. I don't know. I think that. <laughs> but do you have any anything else that you would want to throw out there about this whole? I think
1: just for moms, it's like, for so long, I voiced these opinions, but to people that probably were like, just put your mask on, you know, like, just, it's not that big of a deal. And it's like, you know, if you feel something, keep advocating for it, you know, if nobody stands up for our kids, no one ever will. That's a great point. So.
0: Well, that's a, you know, um, little... Big, 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 big problems start really small. They they call it seemingly unimportant decisions where it starts off thinking, you know, I work with really bad populations and people don't wake up and say, I'm going to go rape somebody today. I'm going to go blow up a building. They slowly start making choices and everybody kind of just steers away from and little choice after little choice and pretty soon you have a huge problem. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that there's people out there that are feisty enough like you
1: I know. So I just have to learn how to channel no, it. No you don't. The right way.
0: Because you have Davis that does that for you.
1: Yeah, he does. And he was like...
0: He's an Emory. Do he's to got that... Just not
1: say anything that anyone can hold against you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I was like, well, oh, I'll do my Davis, best. Davis. No, he's a great is, guy. It is. It's just... I said, I just have a lot of feelings. Especially when it comes to my kids. I don't like people making choices that affect my kids that mm-hmm. I feel like I have no control over. Because, you know, like... When Cohen goes to school, he puts his mask on right when he has to, and right when he comes out, he's, don't, take it off, you know? I just, I, yeah, I hope that as moms and dads and, and anybody, we can look back and say that at least what you did, that was your truth.
0: That was you, yeah. You, yeah, you I, decided to raise them that way, and when they turned out a certain way, you didn't get to say, well, the government got involved and in the right? yeah. You did it the way you wanted to raise them,
1: and that our homes are like a safe haven right. and that they can't tell us what we can do in there. Right. And we, you know, we don't talk about masks or COVID in our house. Yeah, when we got it, I said, you don't have to tell people about it. It's not that big of a deal, you know? Great point. And so, I don't know, that would just be my, my hope even for myself is that I look back on this time and think, I stood up for what I thought was right and did it in a way that my kids felt that they were listened to and validated because That's
0: a great that's a great uh, message for everybody I think to be able to look at it and be proud of what you did you yeah. know if you stood up for it or if you if it made you proud to be compliant to it all or whatever yeah. to be able to look back and say I did it the I way did it I with wanted some to, yeah not the
1: way I was told to I,
0: I, that's a great message. Yeah.
1: And not be embarrassed when people make fun yeah. of you for doing it the way that you feel like yeah. is the right way, even if, you know, it's it's a crazy world, and our kids need to be able to look at their parents and say, she's, she knows what she's doing, or he, yeah. he knows what he's doing. You're and, right.
0: So they need to look at their parents, and parents need to be like Superman to kids, because, you know, they that's how it's supposed to be. That's what you are. Yeah. And once, you know, you, you you get told to be do something by somebody you look up to like that then you're gonna do it but mm-hmm. when we all become robots this place is gonna suck
1: <laughs> yeah yeah. I, I get really fiery with davis I'm like when i'm in labor you tell them if for whatever reason i'm not coherent enough they can't take my baby they can't there touch my get. baby there. and he's like calm down that isn't what's happening he's like i would advocate i'm, like, I'm just making sure you know and he you know no like, he
0: doesn't need to advocate he needs to kill people to get your baby well, that's, that's what, <laughs>
1: He's like, maybe you should not invite your sister. We know she'll, she'll, you know. He's,
0: she, yeah. Davis
1: He would obviously say, "Trust me, man. You don't want to touch that baby." No kidding. But. But
0: he's the peacekeeper. It's not going to be our reality. He no. is a peacekeeper.
1: Thank goodness, because who knows where I would be? was right. still stepping on people's necks.
0: And <laughs> I wasn't going to mention the neck, but she really did step on a girl's neck. <laughs> And that's coming straight from her father-in-law. I wish that, I wish we had that on video somewhere, but I've heard it from a couple people. But anyway, Alicia, we made it all the way to an hour. That's great. Um, I really appreciate you coming in. Yeah. You're a bright young lady with a lot of fire, and, and that's uh, more. we need a lot more of that. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah,
1: I appreciate it. I, I think it's good, too, to be able to voice it to people that want to listen. I agree. People that are like okay crazy
0: you know i agree <laughs> I <don't laughs> no crazy. you're not crazy <laughs> far from crazy uh, i appreciate it thanks for coming in and we'll uh, wrap this up awesome thanks